0: RTI Time Machine Today's time traveler is John Van Triest and the destination Taodongcheng da Few crops have impacted Taiwan's history the way tea has For over a century and a half tea has been one of the products that have put Taiwan on the map At its peak, Taiwanese tea was sought after around the world, with Taiwan-grown leaves shipped off everywhere from Indonesia to America. Tea helped build up northern Taiwan's economy, and bought in the funds to build some of the Taipei area's most exquisite old buildings. Today, economic factors have led Taiwan's tea farmers to turn inward towards the domestic market. But Taiwan's tea still has an important reputation among international tea connoisseurs. Here with us to discuss the history of Taiwan's favorite beverage is Gao Xiaocheng, director of the Taipei Tea Merchants Association. Mr. Gao says that Taiwan is perfectly suited for growing tea. Its latitude puts it on the boundary between the tropics and the subtropics, and its wet weather and fertile soil all provide fine conditions for tea bushes. Taiwan's high mountains, with their frequent mists and cool climate, are famed for the quality of their tea. But the lowlands too, including those around Taipei, produce their own tea of an equally fine quality. Mr. Gao says it's hard to put an exact date on when tea first came to Taiwan, but records say it happened during the late 18th century. One story credits a man called Ke Chao with bringing the seeds for tea bushes with him across the Taiwan Strait. For a time, this early Taiwanese tea was grown mostly unknown to the outside world. But that changed in the 1860s when an ambitious British merchant named John Dodd settled in these parts. This was an age when foreign powers were forcing Asian ports open to trade. When the port of Danshui on Taiwan's north coast was opened, Dodd and others began to size up Taiwan's commercial potential. Though he knew it was a risky proposition, Dodd decided that northern Taiwan was a place for tea. His success and the success of other foreign merchants, with improved techniques and greater production, created Taiwanese oolong as an international brand. But foreigners are only part of the story. One key to Dodd's success was his comprador, Li Sheng, a Chinese Christian convert able to speak the local language and conduct business the local way. Li had great business acumen, great success, and a local reputation. Mr. Gao says that among tea merchants today, it is Li rather than John Dodd, who's considered the real father of Taiwanese tea. As foreign firms made Taiwan Oolong a hit in markets like the United States, local tea merchants found another success in a type of scented tea called Baozhong tea. This tea was wrapped up in paper sachets and shipped off to Southeast Asia. The growing tea industry faced a crisis in 1884 and 1885 during the Sino-French War. French warships blockaded northern Taiwan, preventing any tea from getting out. But despite this temporary trouble, tea continued to be profitable. A town called da Cheng, since absorbed into Taipei, grew up early on as the center of the tea trade in northern Taiwan. Sitting on the Danshui River, it had a direct connection to the treaty port of Danshui and the sea beyond. In time, Dadaocheng's tea processing plants would bring in workers and capital, creating a bustling economy. The town's brick shop fronts with Baroque stone ornaments and its proud merchant headquarters created the image many people still have of old Taipei. Mr. Gao's own organization, the Taipei Tea Merchants Association, was founded in Dadaocheng during its early heyday. With close to 130 years of history, the Tea Association is the oldest trade union anywhere in Taiwan. The union was founded because there was a problem. As with much tea at the time, quality Taiwan tea was being mixed with inferior imports and sold off as the genuine thing. This damaged the tea's reputation and threatened to weaken demand. The union was formed not by laborers themselves, but at the command of Liu Mingchuan, the first governor of the newly created province of Taiwan. After its foundation in 1889, the union seems to have done what the governor wanted, turning around the issues with poor quality. The union ferreted out illegal tea sellers and enforced its standards on quality. But it was also a group worth the while for tea merchants to join. That's because the union was also charged with improving methods of tea production and boosting sales. It resolved disputes between tea sellers, and it also offered relief to the surviving family members of tea masters who died. The nature of Taiwanese tea changed after 1895. That year, Japan took control of Taiwan as an overseas colonial possession. Two types of tea, oolong and baozhong, had long dominated exports. But Japanese agriculturalists introduced and developed new kinds of tea on Taiwan, a trend that has continued since then. Mr. Gao says that from the early 1900s, Taiwan's Japanese rulers worked on introducing black tea to the island. During the early 20th century, he says, the island was exporting this tea to Turkey and the Soviet Union. During the 1930s, Japanese agriculturalists built a tea research facility, and there in Taiwan's central heartland, they successfully introduced black tea from Assam, India. Since Japanese rule ended in 1945, new developments like red jade black tea number no. 18 have also proven a hit. Mr. Gao says that the 1980s brought a big shift in Taiwan's tea industry. A higher exchange rate for the new Taiwan dollar, coupled with higher wages and insufficient production, forced Taiwan's tea growers to adapt. They'd have to replace export markets with domestic buyers. And even today, the local market remains key. But over a century from its founding, Taiwan's tea growers still find ways to rake in foreign cash. Mr. Gao says the reputation of Taiwan tea growers is such that visitors to Taiwan take away at least 500 tons of tea each year. And the export market is still there, though perhaps more specialized than it once was. Since we spoke with him earlier in the week, Mr. Gao has since gone to an expo in Germany, leading a group of union members put together with help from Taiwan's external trade organization. Like the tea industry itself, the Taipei Tea Merchants Association has evolved. It continues to market tea and to help tea merchants network. But the union is also aware of its historic nature and its responsibility to the future. In addition to the marketing and networking departments, there's also a section of the union devoted to cultural preservation. Mr. Gao says the work of this unit is all about education. It organizes cultural events and tours of Dadaocheng's old streets lined with old tea firms. Finally, Mr. Gao says the union has a fourth section, this one devoted to passing on the trade to young people. He says there are around 30 young people signed up for courses, all fresh out of school and many the children of union members. For these tea merchants of the future, the union holds classes on how the business works, with visits to tea farms and experience in actual tea shops. Mr. Gao hopes that with this instruction and guidance, the union will ensure that Taiwanese tea has a future to match its long past. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time.